I want to read from the the passage of uh, Colossians again. And take some time just to dwell on it. Colossians 2.6 Therefore, as you receive Christ the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also were you circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh, Um, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing to the cross, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open, sh- open shame by triumphing, triumphing over them in him. So as uh, I was thinking about this passage this morning, um, there's a lot of theological things I could uh, spend some time talking about. But I, I actually felt I was supposed to go in a different direction. And, and it's more looking at um, the heart behind the message and actually looking at the character and nature of, of the Apostle Paul. I think sometimes we we become so familiar with the theological concepts and ideas that Paul uh, iterates or shares, and we actually lose touch with who he was as a person and just his journey of coming from his circles and then becoming this this man who just had a burning heart for the church and for the Lord. Specifically, I think of Paul as a great mentor, a discipler, and a shepherd. One of the greatest hearts, um, I think, I think of when I when I look at the different characters in the Bible, um, I look at the heart of Paul, and I and I I look at I look to that as an example. The therefore that we start with um, is following Paul, kind of giving a bit of. Uh, it's almost like he's he's kind of just like setting up, just uh, just how much he's gone through and how much he has laid aside in order to care for this this group of people and we know that Paul is in prison and so he's you know there's been a lot of expense and cost for him as he's sought to support different churches and communities and to to make sure the gospel goes forward and again in 224 it says I rejoice in my sufferings and so all of the things that Paul's gone through uh, he doesn't view it as a loss or some sort of burden. He actually he finds joy in it. And then with that, he goes into this amazing reminder to this group of believers about what it is they perceive from Christ and what it is that he wants them to come back to as they continue to grow as a church and deal with the different things that we see here with different philosophies and deceit, with the circumcision party. All sorts of different uh, voices and ideas coming that are beginning to kind of pull the church and people apart. This may be a no-brainer, but Paul loved Jesus deeply, and he loved the church. 
And I find it funny today how we can love Paul and his theology. And we miss the fact that the greatest display of Paul's incredible thoughts and theology was worked out in loving, nurturing, protecting, and suffering. Embracing personal loss for the church of Jesus Christ. But not just the institution of the church. It was for people. Paul loved people. And specifically for those who chose the path of following Christ with all the sacrifice and the difficulties that would come in that time period. There was no limit to what Paul would be willing to do in order to serve them and encourage them. So as I was reading this passage, I was asking that question, like, could I describe myself the same way? Um, Part of my story has not been somebody who is willing to serve and love the church sacrificially. It's more to be cynical, tear it down, pick it apart from the back row. If I'm honest, that devotion and love to the church and for the church... I still feel like I'm in the infancy stage and part of my journey of being restored in that is is being a part of this community of VIA. I also find myself often succumbing to the very same things that Paul warned against. In uh, verse 8 he says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, empty deceit, human tradition, elemental spirits of the world. And anything not according to Christ. And it's so easy to just kind of begin to kind of veer off and lose sight of what is the vision that Christ has for his church. And what is the vision that he has for me as a part of the church. Not some island, not some person who's just off following Jesus on their own, but being invited into a body. It's a tempting thought. It's a tempting thought to think that we can follow Jesus in in ourselves, of ourselves, by ourselves. It doesn't work. I've walked that out and it's yielded nothing but misery and cynicism. And Paul addresses these very same issues of all sorts of ideas circulating around the church, all sorts of critiques, all sorts of, um, I'm sure, things that may have seemed convincing or appealing in light of um, some of the challenges that following Christ would have brought about. But even as <clears throat> Paul is writing to this church, he just comes back to basic things. And the basics are in, in, in 9 to 15, it's who Jesus is, who we are as now people who are united in him. What he actually does in our hearts and how he has created this new um, this new type of circumcision that marks us as God's people. This participation in dying and rising in baptism. This setting free from our trespasses. The debts being cancelled. The power of the cross. And this recognition that like this isn't just a material regeneration that Christ brings us, but it's it's also in the realm where uh, the elemental spirits, the rulers and authorities beyond just the, the material world are also, those were also overcome as well. And they're basics. These are the basics of 
of what we participate in as followers of Jesus and as participants in the church. And sometimes I get so caught up in wanting new information or new ideas, new concepts, and I just come back to just thinking about Paul. He was, he was somebody who mentored and discipled and trained people in the basics. Know who Jesus is, know who you are, and know what it means to be a part of the church. So as we consider this passage, I want to once again draw your attention to the character and nature of Paul, a burning heart for the church. Not just a burning heart for theological ideas, not just a burning heart for uh, influence and significance intellectually, but somebody who fought for people. Who walked many miles, who went through all sorts of adversity just to be with people. See the compassionate and fatherly heart of a man who loved Jesus and was obviously touched by Jesus. And in turn, he loved the bride of Christ more than any other earthly thing. And let us consider for a moment what the posture of our own hearts are towards our community here at Via, the church in Langley, the church in Canada, and the church around the world across denominations and cultures, do we have any bandwidth left to serve, give, and love Christ's bride across all these spaces and places? And if we believe these words are true, all these things that Paul listed about what we have in Christ and what he does in us, are we intentionally speaking them out over one another? Are we intentionally looking for opportunities to actually admonish one another and speak that life into our community, into those around us? And if I'm fully honest, I, I really should just be speaking into a mirror right now because this is, this is where my heart has kind of grown callous. It's so easy to become preoccupied with doing things for Christ and doing things on behalf of Christ and just forgetting that like the whole purpose of all this is one to dwell with him but then also to dwell with others and to be present with them I don't know how many times I've heard Chad utter that statement coming present, coming present and just for me trying to figure that out and so let us just consider the example that Paul sets before us as somebody who loved the church had a heart that burned for the church. And for those uh, of common faith, there was no limit or bound to which he would go in order to encourage and admonish, and we can follow in his footsteps.